What did the Zen monk say to the hot dog vendor? Make me one with everything. This is the Fabric Podcast, and while the idea of prayer might feel like a joke, we're spending these next episodes wondering together at the multifaceted practice of prayer and how it has the potential to deeply connect us or help us see how we're already one with everything. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Glad to have you with us. I'm Greg Meyer, and Mike is joining me today as we take another step into One With Everything. Many of you know him. He was part of our leadership here for a couple, well, for a, quite a while, a number of years ago, and uh, has this vintage pen. Did you bring a vintage one? That's J-Dub. Oh. I still refer to it as J-Dub in my heart, but... Yeah, but you have uh, to put a quarter in this bowl every time you do it. <laughs> So, um, but he's got some significant experience in, in what we're talking about today. But before we talk about that, I have to finish the story that Eric Sibisma began last week. What he didn't tell you was when he was in, in New York and Times Square at that conference, I was with him. And uh, so we were walking around Times Square and we saw the hot dog vendors, you know, they're always out there. And we couldn't help but notice that there were, this is what he told you last week, the, you know, the monk in his orange robes and everything at the hot dog vendor. And, um, you know, he gets up in line and we're kind of watching because it's kind of interesting. And the hot dog vendor says, what do you want? And the monk looks him in the eye and says, make me one with everything. Um, so the hot dog vendor does. He, you know, gets up. <laughs> He gets out the bun, he puts the hot dog in there, the chili, the peppers, the uh, onions and everything, and he hands it to him. And the monk takes it and he gives the hot dog vendor his $20. And the hot dog vendor says, next. And the monk says, where's my change? This time, the hot dog vendor looks the monk in the eye and says, change comes from within. <laughs> Wait till next week. Awesome. Okay, so that gives you a little bit of a hint to what we're going to be talking about today, because we're talking about this, you know, one with everything here, and, you know, what is, prayer is hardly a good enough word to sum up all the stuff we're talking about. I mean, we use prayer to ask for things, you know, we want help and stuff like that. We use prayer to just pour out our delight or joys or whatever it might happen to be, but then there's also this other side of prayer where we're trying to connect with that which is beyond ourselves, that connect with the universe, connect with our inner selves, with all that stuff that we don't have words to completely grasp and imagine. And um, that's kind of where we want to go today, uh, talking about that aspect of prayer. And we aren't just going to talk about it and, or talk about practicing that. We're actually going to practice practicing it, right? Mike, Yeah. Um, we're going to hear more of your story and stuff later, but... Um, uh, I just wanted to, you know, give you a chance to kind of fill us in on where this all goes and, you know, someone who wonders about this stuff. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. What, what, what is prayer for you? Oh, wow. Um, I, I guess I, it, it dawned on me, like, maybe yesterday when you asked me the question. But <laughs> <laughs> prayer for me is becoming like water, you know? It, like, prayer is water, is life. And um, that sounds kind of, hey, one with everything, like, ooh, let's say something, you know, ethereal. But it's like we need water to survive. And I'm, I'm looking at all my attempts, like, 
um, you know, being born so good looking and my superior intellect and my sheer human strength and capacity to not screw up. And Your great hair. My lovely hair. Um, you know, and my just like easy going all the time, even at home when nobody else but my family is around. <laughs> you know, I'm just so, you know, I, I, I got it all figured out. And, you know, no, I don't. You know, I, I guess I'm realizing like all of my good attempts and all of my efforting and still I can just be in total turmoil inside. And, uh, and that's why like my body needs water to live, you know, and I'm realizing like I need prayer in my life to live well, to be like spiritually hydrated, if you will. And I know that that impacts the rest of my body. And um, I thought maybe the words that could best express this were actually in a poem that I wrote about a week ago. Okay. And I want to share it Would if you? I can. It's, uh, it's an acrostic, too, which is kind of fun. That's when the first letter down spells words. Um, so I titled this humbly, The Acrostic That Changes Everything. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so let me do this. You'll... Uh, yeah, you can, I won't tell you what the words are, just follow along. All right, here we go. Seek and you will find. Reach out for help and relinquish control. Even the Pope takes showers, naked as we came, doubts and dirty secrets, everything all at once. Remember, you are dust, orbiting the sun under fingernails. Return. What did you come out here to find? I'm tired of living in fear. Look, doing things the same way, expecting different results, excuses and overcompensating, people-powered plans, even those with best intentions can't bring about the change we're so hungry for. Mother, Father, Tukashila, Christ, I surrender. Rake me over your coals. Ashes are where phoenix come from. Love is irresistible. Expecto Patronum! <laughs> sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus. Sanctus. If you didn't catch it going down, that says, surrender your will, expect miracles. And maybe you could say, like, surrender all your needs and your attachments to being happy and everything going the way that you want it to go, and maybe, maybe things will be okay if I can surrender those things. So that's, like, that's how prayer is kind of, life is kind of water. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm learning. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the typical way is we just work harder, harder, and harder to master all these things, and instead you're telling us to give them up. Yeah. 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 And even giving up words. Like, as someone who likes to write a lot, oh, it's so great to not have to do words. <laughs> so we're just going to sit here and look at you for the next 20 minutes. No. Yeah. Um, but no, but, you know, I, I think that is something that we certainly talk about a lot is um, realizing that there is a place for time uh, for action and for figuring things out and doing that. We couldn't live without that, but mm. also... Like, where's the balance so that we have some perspective of what we would spend our time doing yeah. and thinking about? Yeah. 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 And, you know, um, so I'm going to be talking about centering prayer, uh, and we'll go into a little bit more of the depth or the background of it. Um, 
I think we're gonna we're gonna sample it pretty soon. Yeah, but we can do that right now. Let's do it. What what do we need? Just the basics to know right now. Like yes. Well, uh, we're just gonna sit. So you 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 have to be maybe able to sit. Maybe you don't. You could be lying down. You could be whatever. But um, we're just gonna sit and breathe and rest. And what do I what I what do I do um, when I'm going through the list of stuff I have to do this afternoon after I leave here? Oh, we'll we'll get we'll, we'll, we'll talk we'll, about that later. Yeah, no, just, yeah, okay. no, we're getting there. We're getting there. So right now, all we got to do is like sit, and we're just going to soak in some quiet. Uh, and so I'll, I'll, I'll we'll get to this thought thing. So um, I guess what I'm saying is like my intention, and I hope it could be an intention that we share, is that this time could just be a time to settle our bodies and to rest and to be, and maybe even to heal a little bit, um, maybe to be taken care of. And I'm going to invite you to just close your eyes if you're comfortable with that. And um, thoughts will be coming to our head. I'm going to ring a bell, okay? I'm going to ring a bell. We'll do about three minutes. We got a timer locked in. Um, and uh, we're going to ring a bell. It's just going to be a time of quiet. But here's, here's the cool thing about centering prayer. It's got this cool tool that's called a sacred word. And thoughts are coming into our head all the time. And the sacred word is going to be just uh, something that we use that when we, caught, when we find ourselves caught up in our thinking, we're going to gently and silently inside say this, this sacred word. And that can be an invitation to just settle back in, to just let it go. And uh, so your sacred word, mine is Christ. I could tell more about that later. It could be peace. It could be shh, it could be one, it could be hot dog for all I care. <laughs> um, the point isn't the word itself, but it's just, it's, it's a reminder. It's a gentle invitation to just let it go. So let's just do that. Great. Let's start this off. Yeah. So I'm going to ring this. You may close your eyes if you're comfortable, and we'll enter into some silence together.
So that was an experience of um, Centering Prayer, a nice brief one. Mike, uh, tell us a little bit about Centering Prayer and maybe, you know, how that would work for us. Yeah, um, well, Centering Prayer is a really uh, amazingly simple practice, and it was brought into practice uh, most recently by Father Thomas Keating. Maybe you've heard of him, maybe not, um, but it has deep roots, and um, you know, our, I, I have a Judeo-Christian tradition. You know, that's how, I, uh, that, that's how I was shaped spiritually. And there's a deep history of contemplation in that. Yeah, it is interesting that a lot of people think like contemplation, meditation is all, it's been, you know, that's Eastern religions. But actually, I mean, it's, it's as far back as, uh, you know, the story of creation yeah. and the six days of creation of, of making Ooh. things in one day of rest, wow. of just being quiet, you know, and... Um, the whole 40 days and 40 years is, yeah. this, is that long breath. Um, you know, Jesus constantly going off into the wilderness, spending all night, uh, you know, in Gethsemane. And um, yeah, it's... Yeah, and I mean, um, like uh, in monasteries, you know, it was kept alive. But I mean, I love how um, it's something that's not just for monastics, you know? And I yeah. love how uh, Thomas Keating brought this practice. And essentially, it's just 20 minutes of silence, uh, and he brought it, uh, and it, it spread like wildfire, actually. It was around the same time that the, the Eastern kind of Buddhist uh, takeoff was happening here in the, in the West, and, you know, it's not, it's not coincidental, I don't think, that they were around the same time, but, but yes, um, well, I think it would be really helpful for me to just simply share the four guidelines of Centering Prayer. Is that yeah, something sure. I could do? They're on your... Sunday, nice. I think they're on screens, but they're also in the top left corner on the outline part of the Sunday paper. Yeah. So um, Thomas Keating calls centering prayer divine therapy. So uh, it, it's, it's accurate. I love it. Um, anyways, here, here's the four guidelines. They're very simple, and it's very practicable wherever you are. So choose a sacred word as a symbol of your intention to consent to God's presence and action within. And you guys at Fabric have good conversations about this God thing and fabric of all existence and being one with everything. And uh, for me, um, I'm someone who has struggled with addiction, and I've come to uh, re you know, uh, rely on care that's greater than me, and that's been a real gift in my life. And so when I think about these words, you know, consent to God's presence and action within, what I'm, what I'm offering is opening myself to the care, the guidance, the protection of something greater than myself. Uh, so that's what that sacred word uh, uh, means for me. And yeah, I, I just want to jump in on that that word consent, though, because yeah. you're so used to it. You say it so quickly, yeah. but like um, uh, Melissa mentioned this last week. But you give God an inch, and God will take a mile. You know, or a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about money, I said, you know, when you open up the door, the wind will blow in and it will mess up the room beyond what you intended. And I think that is what prayer does. So like you're saying, I have no idea where spending this time with you is going to take me, but take me there. And that is a consent. Like you mm -hmm. are surrendering your will, like you talked about. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I th you know, and how do you learn to do that? Because I, mean, yeah. I always want to pull it back. But yeah. anyway, yeah, keep going. Yeah, well, and that's, I think that's, that's some of the why, you know, because I, I am constantly, like, trying to fix things. And, you know, I'm not saying I don't need to be in action, but it's like I want help with that right action. Yeah. You know, and I want help 
beyond my reactivity, mm-hmm. you know, or my, my thinking that's kind of taken over by fear or, you know, ideas of not enough or, you know, you got to fix this or you need to be more responsible. You know, like I, yes, that's, so I'm, I'm, I'm consenting to something bigger than me and it feels like it's a, tr- it, to me, it has to be uh, something that is rooted in love. You know, it has to be love. It has to be good the thing that I'm consenting or surrendering to. So I guess that's my only, yeah, that's my only requirement for myself. <laughs> I would think that's but, pretty important. Yeah, I recommend that. So <laughs> um, do, do, do it to something good or love. Um, okay, so the second one, can we go to the second one? Sitting comfortably and with eyes closed. Settle briefly. So, you know, calming our bodies. You guys are doing great work with that. It was so nice to start the morning off that way. Um, and then you silently introduce the sacred word as a symbol of your consent to God's presence and action within. So my bell rings, and I say internally my sacred word. I just say it maybe two, three times, and then I just let it go. Um, and it's not a mantra. I just want to make that clear. The, the, the point is not for it to be a mantra. It's a tool that helps you surrender or helps you let go of your attachment to those thoughts that come into your or the sensations or whatever. It helps thing. me come back when my mind has gone to the grocery list. I just repeat my word again. It's like, okay, okay. And then my mind will wander off and I'll use my word again and I come back. Yes, and that is the third one. So like when engaged with your thoughts, return, and this is the such key words, ever so gently. Return ever so gently to your sacred word. Like, we're, I don't know if you're good at criticizing yourself. I'm darn good at it, you know? I'm judging everyone, everything, because I'm judging myself so harshly. Um, often, not all the time, but, um, but I need to be gentle, you know? And I want gentleness to be the way that I operate um, because that's how I want to be in the world. And so this, this tool of the sacred word, you say it gently, you know? You're not like, you shouldn't be thinking, you know? It's like, Oh, yeah, here's what I'm here for. Okay. Yeah, and then the fourth is when you're done, you just, you kind of remain quiet and you're quiet for a little bit. It's not like a jostle, like, hey, the bell rang, like, you know, all right, let's go, <laughs> you know? It's a, it's a, and, and I don't know if that, I don't know if that space maybe helps because if you practice these things, you know, with time, maybe stuff comes up, you know, maybe there's, Maybe there's good things that are happening down here, and maybe sometimes they're hard. You know, I don't know. But maybe that buffer is kind of, uh, let's gently go back into, you know, whatever it is that we got to do next. Um, so I think that, that invitation to gently return back to whatever the day is asking of us. Uh, yeah, there's just so much gentleness in it all. I love yeah, it. I, I think that really is important. We need to give ourselves that space. Um, let's, let's try this again, mm. all right? We're going to take another three minutes um, because this is about trying something that you can expand on on your own. And um, for some of you, this is a piece of cake, and for some of you, this is a real stretch. And that's okay. We do that here, right? So, um, um, do you want to... So, get yourself comfortable? Yes. You want to... I'll let yeah. you take it okay. from here. Yeah, so I'm going to read those guidelines through quickly, um, and I'll invite you to settle in your chair, and we'll, we'll start. So choose 
a sacred word as a symbol of your intention to consent to God's presence and action within. Sitting comfortably and with eyes closed, settle briefly and silently introduce the sacred word as a symbol of your consent to God's presence and action within. And when engaged with your thoughts, return ever so gently to the sacred word. At the end of each prayer period, remain in silence. We're, we'll, we'll maybe change that to seconds. But So I'll invite you to just have a word. Stick with that word. Don't change it. Um, and I'll ring the bell, and you can silently introduce that to your sit. Okay, so 
I really got introduced to centering prayer actually in my recovery journey. And I've been really grateful for meditation and silence in my life. Um, in part because, you know, I've become more aware of how much thinking, you know, like my, my, my thinking isn't always great, you know? And I, I think things and they're not always right. And so, like, I need tools that help me settle my body, that help me heal internally, because I think some of that thinking isn't right because I'm afraid and I'm compensating. And maybe there's stuff even that I don't even know that's operating in me, wounds, you know, like that, that just haven't healed. And maybe I've been compensating for them my whole life, you know, because <laughs> I think that is the human condition. You know, we have hurts. And then we, we have perceptions that our needs aren't being met. Or we have very real experiences where they're not. And we, we experience harm and separation. And I need, I need healing with that. And so Centering Prayer has uh, been a tool for that. And um, just briefly, <laughs> like COVID, okay? Like, and how that just disrupted all of our lives. And, um, you know, just all the changes that have happened. And... Um, pressures for me of parenting and partnering and, um, you know, uh, and, and isolating, you know. Um, so I, I've just realized how desperate I am for a regular practice. And I, I didn't practice for a number of years. I feel like COVID was like the end of my centering prayer for a while. And I'm just being invited back to it. And it is, I was so thirsty, <laughs> you know, like I need... I need the silent prayer in my life uh, so that I can yeah. be love in the world and not, yeah, not be operating from those pains and yeah. wounds. Yeah. Right. You know, I know for me, uh, maybe a lot, exactly what you're talking about, perhaps the way I would express it for my own life is that I know I don't show up as the person I want to be or that I could be a lot of the times. You know, the, the people closest to me, both at work and at home, they're the ones that get the worst of it because they are close enough and rub shoulders enough to see the worst of me, the real me, you know, the one that comes out. I'm not as wonderful as you all think I'm <laughs> close. But, you know, and I, I work on that and stuff, but I, what I really need is like, I just need to get in touch with who do I actually want to be? When, you know, it isn't, it isn't Chris, my, my partner, who's got the problem. No, it's like, who am I with her? And I, I need space, I need places to figure that out, spend time touching that and, and um, being with that. And can you know, I afford 20 minutes every day to do that? The better question is, can yeah. I afford not to do that, you know, for 20 minutes? And, and the thing of it, like that 20 minutes, you talked a lot about this one in our conversations earlier, that 20 minutes doesn't cure me by any means, but it does help me center. It helps me remember, helps me claim some space. And, and then that um, sacred word, um, just like you used it during your, your uh, centering prayer time, when I catch myself not being the Greg I want to be, that word can do the exact same thing like quickly because I've learned, I've developed some muscles in my meditational time that I can pull back really quickly with that word. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's not just a word and that's where we're going to go next. Um, you know, it's, for me, often it's other things like it can be something tactile. Um, I keep my strands, my three strands with me. And um, when I'm in a tough situation at a meeting or something, I can pull these out and just hold them in my hand. And it's just like a way of physically reminding myself, who is Greg right now? Who does Greg want to be? And um, so, you know, lots of ways of doing that. But finding the ways that work with you. Uh, you know, this is a great thing to practice in groups. This is a great thing to 
talk about, problem solve, uh, you know, in your groups? What are things that are working for you, things that you're stuck on? Yeah, and I would, uh, I, th that's the other thing. Regular practice is so key, you know, like, uh, Thomas Keating talks about the only thing that you can do wrong is get up and walk away. Like just, you know, just stick to it. Just sit down and, and stick to it. And if you have 10,000 thoughts, he says like, how wonderful, 10,000 invitations to return to care. Stick to it, keep practicing. Yeah, I'm coming back to the practice and I'm, my body is feeling hydrated once again. And I'm grateful for that. That's good. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope these conversations are helpful and connective. You can find out more about Fabric at fabricmpls.com. There you can find notes from previous conversations and other resources for deepening your relationships with the threads of yourself, others, and that third strand we often call God. You can also find ways of connecting to a group, whether you're in the Twin Cities or not. You can join in supporting this community financially too. It's through the generous giving of people like you that Fabric is sustained. Again, that's fabricmpls.com. Thanks for being Fabric in your unique way.